LV shoes I bring the shorty closer Just enough to fill the gun on the holster Out on the balcony, feeling on the breeze City skylines, we're puffing on some trees Cup of honey on the rocks with the soda Made back front of the building with the chauffeur And he waiting on me Got a bullet in his hands and my name in the seats No gift, baby, no thanks No chinchillas, baby, so what happened to Frank? No phone calls, transactions hand in hand Give the drugs to Rick, the money to Benny Banks Talk to crazy, he talks to me Keep my business out the streets It's the ARC uh. I think the album's dope. Um, I put my, my, my young OG, AG Cubano, on one of the records. I got Team Problem. I got most of the guys that I've dealt with, a couple of new guys, and Richie Rich is all over there singing choruses and verses because he produced the majority of, of that. And, uh, and I wanted to showcase his talent too. So the Cuban Connection, the album dropped on January 6th. We dropped, uh, the first single was December 4th at Dear Chango. We dropped yeah. uh, um, Plug in Cuba. And then uh, at Dear San Lazaro, which was December 17th, we dropped Babalu Aye, which I got a dope, dope feedback from that video and that record, which is dope. And then on the Dear Los Reyes, which is the Three Kings Day. January 6th. Had a little album. situation with the album. It didn't drop at midnight. I had to call the president what's going on. But by the end of that day, it was out mostly everywhere. And, uh, and that was dope. Um, you know, as an independent artist, it's about getting the projects out there. And we're going to keep shooting videos. I got the, I got, uh, I think it's the number two track on the album's called Ella, produced Ella. by Prida. One of my favorite. Hey, but that video's dropping on Valentine's. That video's mm. a dope ass. So, that's good timing right then. Is a well, video again, everything that? is everything I do has to do with dates and timing and how yeah. you yeah, San La- La- San La- Babalu, I see it, I see it. Yeah, and, and it's on the specific dates. Okay. And if you're Latino, you kind of know if you're Cuban, you really know, but it's kind of yeah. what it is with us as, as Latinos, whether you're Mexican, Nicaraguan, from Argentina, we're kind of in the United States, we're kind of all mixed in together. Yeah. And we figure how to live together depending on what part of the country you live on. There's more of others than, you know, Miami, there's more Cubans. I'm in Union City, New Jersey most of the time. You know, a bunch of Cubans even though. And then, but I, I'm from originally from Washington Heights where all my Dominicans I grew mm-hmm. up with. You know, I graduated from George Washington High School. So, oh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a dope experience to be able to, I think I'm able, my music and that reflects, I'm an OG, so I grew up with R&B and, Barry White and Ooh. a lot of the original Cold Crush and, uh, you know, a lot of original hip-hop heads. And so, you know, I'm blessed. I still, I, you know, in my career, I'm still able to drop music. And, and that's because of what we were saying before, technology. Technology. Bro, it's not reflected in the album, bro. I feel like there's a, there's a lot, a couple dope-ass fucking classic uh, samples on there. Yeah, I, and that's t- that's to do to Richie. And, and, you know, I'm able to tell him something and bounce an idea off of him and he runs with it. And, you know, the Baba Lua Yes song, at first he didn't know. It took him like two weeks, like San Lazaro. I said, you know, and then he just came with that, that, and I said, that's it. He was like, for real? So we're able to kind of, you know, I mean, it's dope for me to still deal with young talent. He's a dude that looks up to me. And and then the beautiful thing about it is I'm a fan of all of them. You know, I'm a fan. You know, it's kind of like being in the league and you're, you're Tom Brady, 
but yeah. you respect Lamar Jackson, even though he's a young quarterback. You say, yo, he's doing something, but he's killing it. So it's kind of respecting the young guys who are coming in with their sound. And when you show dudes love and respect, you usually get it back and, and you build a relationship. And that's what I try to do. I'm always trying to help. Yo, that's important because there's a lot of dudes like um, some of the old school dudes that are not as willing to like rock with the younger dudes and kind of meet them halfway with this shit. I feel like because um, you're willing to do that and it shows like on the album, like I said, there's like a, a, a new sound. What was the song that we were just listening to, H? I, I forget the name of it. On My Own. <clears throat> on My Own. Yeah. I got like a really new, you know, like a, the, the sound behind it is like really new, you know, like it's-, it's Yeah, it's, I mean, we, we, you know, On My Own, I think it's, that was, that was with Problem, right? Yeah, that's with Problem. Yeah, and and I think that that's Richie coming up with ideas and and they he came up with that with Problem and I said, yo, I need that, let's add this to the album. Um. And I think that's kind of what the album's about, you know, being a Latino and being able to do nine tracks. And I think four or five of them are in English, some of them, most of them Spanish, bilingual, but they all mean something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plugging Cube is a dope record that's really continuing to build. And I think, you know, part of doing classic albums or projects is in today's day and age, there is no, um, as an independent, there is no pressure for first week sales and all. It's about, putting out great work in the art and, and continuing to push it and, and use independent platforms. I, I'm, I'm grateful to be using your platform. I know we've been trying to get together, but look, the timing was now. I actually have a yeah. project. I have a bunch of things to talk about, yeah. but um, it's about that. It's about independence and putting out your music and not censoring yourself. And I think if I was with a label, I could have never put out an album like this. So yeah, there's a couple of history lessons in in that album too, bro. I feel like yeah, I, yes. you know, you know, again, I, you know, I, I realize you guys are kind of connoisseurs of the music, and you're kind of mm -hmm. understanding what I'm putting together, and it's it, it, how hard it is to do it. But at the same time, you know, for someone like myself, you know, I'm able to spot talent and say, right, let's try to do something different to push the Cuban connection momentum, and 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 do something to unify. Even though I have a I dropped a dope project similar to this. If you get a chance, listen to it. I dropped the Spick. I have a movement called Spick. Mm -hmm. Spanish Spanish people in control is called. Mm -hmm. And I dropped the Spick album, the plug in 2017, kind of like this compilation, bunch of dope artists. And I'm gonna continue to work on the Spick cartel. That'll be coming up. So those are projects that I continue to do. That, that are compilations that I keep. You know, I I, I love to spit, but I don't want to do. You know, I'm working on a solo album. I've been working on it. It's called Propiedad Intellectual, but I don't think I'm going to give you 10, 12 songs. I just don't, me personally, even though I know people putting a ton of content, I'll hit you with six, seven songs, keep it moving, go in and out, because you can't really, you know, look, the number one artist last year was Bad Bunny, and he dropped three albums. Three albums. <laughs> so unless you're willing to drop three albums a year, look, right now, let me tell you how crazy what Bad Bunny did that Anuel and Osuna had to get together to drop one album. Yeah, bro. Let that, let that sink in. Like I'm saying, let that sink in, though. You know, they had to come together to drop one album, which is dope. The, the movement needed that I think is yeah. dope. But just to let you know, just to create content, because you got to keep up with the content. Anuel was close to hanging it up and not doing music. Um, he performed at the Latin Grammys and he was like, this is my last song. I'm not doing this no more. And he thanked Osuna 
And I think Osuna baited him back. Like, listen, let's just, let's do this project. Well, you know, you know, I want you to understand. I, I think at that moment he was going through some personal stuff with his woman. Yeah. You know, this game, when you get to the top of this game, you start to realize that it's not what everything meant out to be. Yeah. When you can buy a Bugatti or Ferrari or Wimari or Kukari or whatever the fuck you can buy, you can have it. If you, you get on a phone call, everyone tells you yes. Everyone laughs. You could fart. Everyone laughs. You can tell a joke that's not funny. Right? You start to realize, like, wait a second. Right? And you you heard it You heard it from Bad Bunny. You heard it You heard it from my bad. That's my daughter. Give me one second. Hey, yo. yo, so that's the way I'm in the corner. So that's the way I'm doing this. Yo, so you see, you know, you, you look at Bad Bunny and you see situations where, um, you know, they kind of, it it doesn't turn out to be, right? So let me tell you, I, it's the question. All your dreams came true. Now what? You're like, not think happy. About it, but think about it. You got dreams. They got, whatever the dreams. So say about all those dreams you have, they come true. Now, now what? what do you do with your day? Yeah. Right? Like you post anything. It's like, holy shit. Right? So it becomes a point when you're in that grind and everyone wants you and you're booked for the next two years and money's not a problem, but you can't, you're not home all the time and you're traveling and you're recording and everyone, my dude, that's a, that's, that's a grind. That's why you don't see artists. It's hard to see artists. I don't care if you Eminem or whoever you are, they go away for three or four years and then come back because, you know, that shit is demanding. And then your family life. And then I think as a Latino is a little bit different because, you know, you do a USA tour, you also do Central South America, you have Europe, you know, because as, from a Latino aspect, you know, like they make a lot of their money in Central that's South America. Yeah, that's money on the table out there, for sure. No, I'm just saying, even, you know, I love what they've done in Dominican Republic, how they build their own uh, 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 system and their own business infrastructure where they can kind of make their own money and guys come from racks to riches in DR. You might not know their name here, but over there, they're superstars. So at the end of the day, that's the power of hip hop. The one common denominator of whether it's reggaeton, dembo, rap, whatever you want to call it, it still stems from the birth of hip hop of the seventies and uh, how in the eighties, the business kind of got started with Sugar Hill Gang and, you know, the other record labels and in the 90s, when gangster rap came in with Tupac and Biggie and Loud Records and, you know, and then, you know, how, and then technology changed the 2000s. And so, what, where you where you stand on the um, Biggie and Tupac? What do you think about that? That like, I feel like that's a question that we don't talk about no more. I feel like this younger generation, that, who's the who's the reference now for this generation? Like, who's the Tupac and Biggie? Probably going to be Drake. Yeah, but you can't, you know, I don't think it's far, it's fair. I think we always do that. We kind of do it in sports with LeBron and Jordan. And oh, yeah. Us as humans, we always want to know who's the best. And it's like, it's an era. Like, if you were alive to live the Tupac and Biggie era, you have to understand that there was no social media. So when when girls would see Tupac, they would faint. They would see him and go, oh, oh, and just fucking drop and faint, right? Nowadays, you can get your Instagram and you know what the artist ate this morning, where he's shopping. <laughs> no, dead ass, right? So if you That's were true. to see the artist, you would just want to put it on Instagram. You're not even thinking about that. So it was a different era. Biggie would walk through. Biggie was the first one. 
to make it cool to wear Versace and silk. And he, he was on that puffy, on that, that mobster flow. Right? He was letting less gangster, more mobster, I think Biggie was trying to make it mafia, mm-hmm. you know, John Gotti status. So um, I, I, it was dope to live that era, even though they ended up dying. But in everything, there's always sacrifices in the in the civil rights movement. You've had uh, Malcolm and Martin Luther King, and in hip hop, you've had a ton. Even now, this you know, from last year, yeah. Pop Smoke, and all. You know, you have to understand that hip hop is the only genre of music that once you get in, you can get murdered for being a rapper. That, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's the only that's genre you don't ever see R and B. It's rare you see an R and B singer get shot or rock and roll or country music. And mind you, all the guns in Tennessee and everything else, you'll never see. <laughs> the only time you ever see artists get shot is in Mexico when they be doing those the, 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 those artists that sing those corridos. If they do the wrong one, they're not supposed to. They light them up right on stage. Brah! That's a whole different ballgame, though. So, you know, so I think rap rap is, is, is the only genre of music when you mentioned Biggie and Tupac. You know, they ended up being murdered, both of them. You're looking at two murder victims because of rap. So yeah. when you dis- when you discuss how come the kids don't know, I think, you know, it, there's so much information going that kids don't really go back that far. Like, that far. Look, kids see. don't even remember Lil Wayne like that. Yo, that's that, interesting. You know, and I that think, was right there. You know what I'm saying? That was just yesterday to me. That was right there. And I and I actually feel like Lil Wayne, even though a lot of the younger dudes don't know him, I feel like he's a big influence on what on what's the, going on now today. You know, what's been going on the last few years. Like if you look at all the artists that came out with, you know, the kind of like the skater with the face tattoos kind of look. That's really, and the, and the auto-tune, you know, I really, I feel like that's really, you know, a Wayne kind of influence. Well, you know, you're, you're talking about culture influences. That's yeah, when you yeah. influence an yeah, entire yeah. culture. And I think that most saying, artists, yeah. they've all had their drop of the culture. Definitely Little Wayne being from down south from Louisiana. And if you look at the map, how Louisiana is situated, if you go west, you have Texas. And that's why Houston has a sound that also... Is there? If you go a little bit left, and you have Alabama, you have Mississippi on top of it. So, you know, you have to understand where it's at, mm-hmm. and his influence uh, again has been huge. And and you know, uh, you, you want young people today to do research and go back. And I don't really think the way hip hop has been programmed, because even when Little Wayne was popping, people didn't really know who Big Pun and them was back then, right? Like, yeah. you know, so. You can't expect, you know, you have two things that happen. You mentioned myself. He was like, hey, man, this sound is different, this and that. What I don't do is I surround myself with the kids who are younger than me, and I listen, and I I can spot talent. I can spot a dope beat. You know, I, I guess that's my own A&R ear or talent or whatever. Um, but, you know, I can understand when someone's got something special, and I think that's why I'm able to continue to to flow, I've always surrounded myself with young talent, and I don't think I know it all. You feel me? So I kind of go with that flow. I do all my writing. I have so killing a beat is nothing. Writing there, so with Richie, he'd be coming up with dope choruses and hooks, and he'd be like, "Yo, you like that?" I'd be like, "Yo, that's incredible." So I think that you know, I understand my role and my purpose in in the industry. Um, 
I kind of was able to put my little ripple, my wave in it and continue to do that today and understand my, my role, right, and, and, and what I bring to the game. Um, but the game has totally changed. It's a lot better today to be an artist. I think it's a lot easier to get your music out because Instagram is free, Facebook is free, Twitter is free, TikTok YouTube, is free. Everything. Your job for as an artist is to create content. Well, guess what? These phones are so dope. You can shoot a video with your phone. Uh, you can record music. Like, so there's no reason not to, if you want to become an artist, I just feel like people want to do it overnight. And that kind of was, you know, when, you know, if you don't really love this, then you'll quit. If you really love this, then you'll figure out how to make it part of your life some way, somehow. So <clears throat> you mentioned Washington Heights before. Um, we're from Washington Heights. The show's based out of Washington Heights originally. Um, a lot of people send me text messages saying, Don Dinero's my dude. Much love to that guy. I can't wait to watch the episode. And through the grapevine, they said Don Dinero was a G-dubs football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played quarterback. <laughs> for Mr. Walsh, I also played. We had a semi-pro team out there, too, the Falcons we played. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, I played football. You know, all my all my sons, they uh, – you know, my oldest son, as you see, he played – he was a Hall of Famer for college Plays basketball. Plays in Puerto Rico. Well, yeah, but he's Hall of Famer, college yeah. basketball in his school, his conference. My other son over here – uh, Z, he's in RPI now, one of the top universities when it comes to academics. He also plays college football. I got one who plays high school football. So football's been a way or two. It gave me a lot of discipline. Um, it's a sport that you're able to be violent, but at the same time, be a gentleman because you have to have certain respect for the game or the opponent. So, I, I, you know, football is something that I love. I'm a Bills fan, so I just went through. I was, about to, <laughs> I was about to bring that up. Sunday. Yeah, but I always, I'm the type of person, being a Babalao, I always, yeah. uh, always says, de lo peor que suceda lo mejor. So the, the whole yeah. thing about it is, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, when I didn't think we were going to have a season, with all the COVID shit that was going on, um, that would you take them losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, getting there, I would say yes, compared to us losing in overtime in the first round to the Texans, right? Yeah. Life is about growth. And if you ask me, have we grown as a team? We have. Would I have loved to be playing this week in the Super Bowl? Everyone who has a football team would love to be playing in the Super Bowl, right? Isn't that why we watch and we root our teams, hoping to win a Super Bowl? But in life... I didn't even make the playoffs, so it's all right. I was rooting for the Bills. I'm a Giants fan, what but team, I was what team, the Bills. What team are you? Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. All right, that's okay. You know, Giants, Jets... You know, Buffalo was terrible. I think it's just about life is can you weather the storm? Can you still be loyal to something while things are not going great? You're talking to a Knicks and Mets fan. So we right, have so, you, so you so <laughs> definitely know character's been tested. Yeah. I just want to tell you that I, I I that when you asked me about football and myself, yeah, I played football, but what football gave me was that that ability to take a loss clean myself up and keep going, get punched in the mouth or sacked, and you got to get up and get to ready for the next play. So I've used football to raise my kids, and it's helped me uh, raise them and, and, and to men the men they are, the men they're becoming to be. So uh, definitely G-dubs, you know what I'm saying, till I die. Actually, look, my original high school football jersey is hanging. I bought this in 1985. See, it says Gitian, cost yeah. me $100 in 1985. <laughs> That jersey, that high school jersey. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm definitely G-dubs all the way. That's a classic jersey right there. 
Yeah, it's a classic, my brother. That, like Jersey's what? That's the OG Trojans. 85, 95. Yo, that's going to be 85. Almost, almost, almost 40 years old come 2025, homeboy. Yo. Let's your... talk about the Cuban connection. Um, I like to look at albums as a totality, you know, from right. one through nine. Um, Richie does stand out. The beats are, are crazy. Uh, Richie's going to be on the show February 16th, by the way. Dope, dope. Looking I'm forward glad. to that. Um, Richie does stand out. But out of the nine songs, I, I said it earlier, like a good seven of them to me are straight bangers. I, I play the album from beginning to end. Um, and yeah. each song has a story. You know, Babalua, yeah, I connect with, you know, my wife. She was born on San Lazaro Day. And she is Cuban, so like wow. I got like that. Does, does she love the song? She loves the song. She loved the record. I was like, babe, you gotta hear this. This this you this seen song. the video too, right? You seen the yeah, video? Yeah, I saw I the video. The video's dope. Again, when we I'm gonna tell you a story about the video. So <clears throat> I'm like, yo, we gotta shoot the video. My boy Matt, same thing. Matt went to high school with my son Jose in Miami. Yeah. So a lot of kids and people I still deal with, but do I've seen Matt with his camera for years always. So Matt knows how to bring out my vision. I was like, Matt, I wanna do this. And man, that video. We did that one part in one part of my house in Hialeah. But man, that video came out dope. And, and the beautiful thing about music and videos today is that once you put it out, internet on the web, it's out forever, right? So mm -hmm. people can see it forever. So that's a work of art. That Baba Luaye video is a work of art. That song is a tribute to San Lazaro, but it, we kind of did it our way, right? Hip hop with a touch of Cuban and and, and it was dope. So I'm kind of glad that you like that. Record. The colors went yeah, with... It's a, dope, it's a dope sound. The colors go with the sound. My question like, is, is that the San Lazaro that they use during... Because they do like a, a parade on December 17th in Miami or in Hialeah for San Lazaro. Right, is right, that the, but the parade, but they don't know. That's not, that's the San Lazaro that's in the main Rincón. That, that, yeah. that place okay. is called... Everyone knows that place. It's called mm -hmm. Rincón and San Lazaro because it's like a church. Yeah. San Lazaro Church. But what you're saying is that it's a parade, but also it's kind of, there's a lot of people who who, who have to walk on their knees and their hands all the way through, and they show up yeah. with blood cut up. So it's kind of like a, a promise. A lot of people are going through stuff, and they promise, you know, St. Lazarus, or as human beings, we all kind of put our energy or our power and give it to someone else, right? A lot of religions say give it to God or give it. So you know, St. Lazarus has that power for Cubans and he's healed a lot of people and he's created a lot of miracles based on someone's faith. So I think that was a dope tribute. It'll be out forever. We can sing that anywhere we go. And uh, and I'm glad you like it. And I'm glad so, you like the album as a whole, man. As I a think total, yeah. I, I, what I was trying to create is that if you listen, I dropped an album the year before called um, A La Buena La Mala. A La Buena La Mala, yeah, yeah, And yeah. that also had dope concepts that mm -hmm. I actually shot five videos for those. I think that was another nine or 11 records and I shot like five videos for that. So right now I have three videos shot for this album and I'm going to shoot two more, which I'm going to shoot with uh, with my man, um, with Kiki. You already know, Loud City Farms, Torres. <laughs> I, got, I got Yo Quiero Volar is a dope record. So um, I'm going to shoot that video. So how this happened is Torres... Torres, that's like my brother. He was going to Miami every once in a while. He's like, yo, Don Dinero has something that's going to come out that is crazy. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. And then he did music a long time ago, and he wanted to get back into it. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I actually jumped on a song with Don Dinero. I was like, you did what? You did music again? Yeah. He's like, yeah, wait till you hear it, though. Yeah. And when yeah, I heard you know, I can also remember I could spot talent, and I yeah. can understand 
that sometimes in life, because we got to raise families, make money, we can focus on making bread and we forgot. So I've been, I'm, uh, people that are around me, I can, I can feel whether the music attracts you or not. I know guys who are about the money. Show me, D, you got an artist, I put a hundred grand on an artist, but he better make me money. They don't give a fuck about the music. They, they're not going to tell me all oh, that shit is hot. They don't have that ear. Like, yeah. then you have other people that are artists that you'd be like, yo, you got a dope voice. To me, Torres sounds like Arik Angel in a weird way. He has that voice. And that's the dude he looks up to. He loves Arik Right, so, so I, you know, when I seen that, and if you hear the record we did, your kid over a lot, you know, I, I did some of the writing there for the chorus and put that together. And I think his record with the beat produced by Richie and me and Richie on it has a dope sound. So we're going to shoot that video. And, and, I, and I think that's the difference between me. You know, most artists at my level, y'all could go talk to Don Ramon, drop him a bag and get a record from him. You feel yeah. me? But again, I don't. I always try to do the record with the young dudes who are coming up who look at me like I'm Don Ramon, right? I got a record yeah. with Don Dinero, and I go and I put it out. You feel me? So that's kind of how I cater my thing, you know? You've uh, always been an independent artist. Yeah, uh, my entire life. Talk about why was that important for you? I mean, on the record, you made a preference, like, you know, I ain't suck nobody's dick. I did, I did right. things my own way. Right. Uh, well, you know, the interesting thing is when I first came out, because of what I was doing, I was doing Latin hip hop. Yeah. There were, not only were there no labels, I want you to understand that we're looking for Latin because there were no Latin hip hop artists. You know, you had Mexicano in Puerto Rico and Bicosi, and Bicosi was going to Colombia going down. But the labels thought they, they was like, ah, these niggas is Mickey Mouse. Like, they didn't believe in them like that, mm -hmm. where they was going to sign them and put money. They were popping in Puerto Rico doing their thing. So when I come with the Kevola album, you know, Ignorance is Bliss, I didn't know that there was no programming. Like I was up against programming on radio. I was up against a bunch of shit. And um, I just had a vision, bro. I just felt like, span, you know, because being up and down at that time, up and down with uh, guys from Terror Squad and seeing how the energy was with Latinos, I was like, man, there's a need in the market for Spanish language rap. Oh, and, um, most definitely, because there was a ton of, ton of guys that wanted 90s, to get into music. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. So when I finally come to Miami to finish the Kevola album, and Domingo was a dope piano player, and we start working on all these records again. Um, Domingo putting him on a record, nobody knew knew who he was, but I, he had talent to sing and produce. He was on a fun record too, right? Yeah, yeah, Flowers for the Dead. Yeah. So. Um, you know, that was just a dope experience, bro, and to come out here and and and, and that whole album just blow the way it did. Pana Pana get on radio and take off, uh, you know, sell a ton of records and really see the game change. I think that was a dope experience. I was just super early. I was like Roberto Clemente, right? Yeah. I was super early in the game. But when you mentioned independent, the reason I was independent is because no label wanted to sign me. By the time I sold all those records, Universal came in and gave me a licensing deal to license the same record because I wasn't willing to sign to anyone. And then I waited another two years before I did my joint venture. I was the first guy in the, in, in the Spanish music industry to do a joint venture with a label. And I did Don Dinero Music, Universal Music. And that was two albums. And then boom, after that, I was like, everything was reggaeton. And I wasn't going to do reggaeton just to get on radio. Program directors was telling me, man, I like Arte La Calle, but if you do it in reggaeton, I play it. I wasn't willing to do that. You know, I, I was like, man. So I kind of just kept grinding. And since I own my own stuff, I, you know, Cali was showing love. There were Columbia, other places showing love, hit the road, grind. Um, 
and kept grinding. I've never stopped. Kept dropping albums. Kept doing what I had to do. So. Owning all your masters. So that means no. That, I own all my intellectual. So that property. means that means you're still getting a check off of all the old records. I I make I make all the money. I'm still in fights with other situations uh, because sometimes they try to claim here and there. You got to mm -hmm. fight, but that's part of ownership. But I own all my intellectual property. Um, the reason that I continue to drop records is because. That's kind of like my 401k, right? That's how my money, yeah. as I get older. The, but the beautiful thing about music and once you own it, that it makes money forever to the year 5,999, say, when, when the world blows up, let's say, right? <laughs> right? You'll make money. That means when I'm not here on this planet, I'll still be making money. Those checks will go to my kids. And then when my kids go, my grandkids will get the checks. And my great-grandkids, do you understand? You have to understand yeah. why do labels want to own your intellectual property? They give these artists a lot of money up front. You know, and a, a lot of these big artists, they have big marketing campaigns because they have so much money invested in them that they have to. That's how they're going to get their, their uh, ROI. In business, it's called ROI, return on investment. Yeah. And, you know, so it's kind of like buying a $300,000 house to put $50,000 to fix it, to sell it for five hundred. dollars yeah. Right? So it's kind of like, it's almost like, well, why are you going to spend $300,000 on a house? You're crazy. Like, what do you it's mean I'm crazy? I'm not, I'm, and not only am I spending 300, I'm gonna put another 50 to fix it because I'm selling it for five to make a buck. So, you it's how you think. Me, myself, it's as an independent, I tell guys it's a slow grind, right? It's it's a drop in the bucket, non stop, always creating. So, I'm always dropping projects because that's how I'm always going to continue to create content, you know. There's a famous story Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney were recording in a studio. And Michael asked Paul, well, what can I do to make more money? And Paul said, well, you could buy artists as masters because there's a ton of money in that. So then <clears throat> it was the point where the Beatles masters became available. Michael bought it. All the Beatles masters. Yeah. So then they, they going back to do another session on that same record. And he's like, thanks for that advice, man. I went and I bought all the Beatles records, all your masters. Yeah. Paul McCartney looked at Michael Jackson. I think still to this day, Michael owns it. His uh, Yeah, no, I mean, to, to mention that uh, when you say Michael Jackson is the perfect example of the number one performing catalog last year was Michael Jackson's. And where is Michael Jackson? He's not on this planet, right? No. So, so because he owns the Beatles, his, his portfolio, whatever other masters he's purchased, he had the number one performing catalog because that's how you know who's making what, right? So, you know, a lot of artists, you know, you know stories when they say, tell me what artists. We, the latest artist we mentioned, Little Wayne went through something with Baby because he Ooh, got robbed. Let him go. Yeah. No, he got robbed. Think about the only industry. Hip-hop is the only industry you can get truly robbed. Right? Because they know you write your own verses. They know, uh, so they say, here's 5,000. You don't know. Here's a young kid who's never seen nothing. They offer him 150000 He's signing on the dotted line, Papa. And right? that advance is just a loan. You got to pay that back. People right. think... It, well, it's it's a terrible loan with fucked up interest. And once you do pay it back, you don't get to keep the property. Remember exactly. that. Exactly. But also, you know, what is the two things artists want? And for those two things, they'll sign anything. They want to be seen and they want to be heard. If you could promise them everyone's going to see you, everyone's going to hear you, you're going to be a star, ah, Bing, bing, bing. And it, and it comes with a check. They might be sitting on their mom's couch laying, waiting for that dream to happen. 
because you're dealing with people's dreams now with the music. You know, that's important to understand. You're dealing with people's dreams. So when you see where we're at right now today, you know, I, I can't tell you, yo, independent is the route because that one check can change your life, but everyone has to start off independent. So well, if you start off independent, you create your own buzz, yeah. you become your own guy, try to keep, keep your masters and negotiate licensing deals instead of master ownership and be like, all right, listen, you can control this master, right? You, I'll license you my music for five years. How many albums you want in five years? You want three albums? All right, boom. For those five years, you can control them, move them around. Five years later, you give me back my masters. Like, that's a different business. That, that'll that work. So you get what you negotiate. But it takes, it takes n- not even lawyers, uh, entertainment lawyers, because you could, you could run into an entertainment lawyer that works for the label. And they right. get you in a deal that's not even worth it. It takes artists like you speaking up, in, uh, educating younger artists that are coming up on what what they what they should be looking for. You know, it's not, funny not when you mention ch- entertainment lawyers, right? I want to yeah. I, I want to ask you this question. Think about this. Think about every deal, major deal. I'm not talking about the guy who signed to Little Booby Records in South Carolina yeah. for fucking ten stacks. And a chain. I ain't talking about that. So every artist, no, I ain't talking about a deal because those are all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I'm talking about um, real contract deals. Think about how many deals artists have signed with major labels or subsidiaries that are with major labels. And everyone had a lawyer that told them, yeah, go ahead, sign that. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a lawyer that told them, go ahead. You can't do a major deal without a lawyer. Yeah. And every lawyer told the artist, looked them in the face and said, go ahead and sign. So think about how every deal is bad. We just had the Young Stallion. We had this and we had... Every deal is bad. And every deal is is attached to what? A lawyer. Lawyer. Because they get the piece of the pie no matter what. I told him it's all right. Sign on the dotted line, even though I know you're giving up your intellectual property. So something that my mentor, Chris Gotti, shout out to Chris Gotti, Adventure Music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that he always pushed is for contracts to be simplified. Why all this crazy jargon, licensee, licensee, licensor? Uh, were you lucky? I'm I'm an expert at reading contracts. And sometimes when I don't know something, I'll highlight it, send it to my lawyer so he can explain it so I can learn. See, it's different. I think that you should read your contract. And if you don't know, highlight. Then call your lawyer and say, Yo, what is this? What does in perpetuity mean? That means forever, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to, oh shit, I'm giving you my rights forever? Yeah. In perpetuity, if you understood that word, right? So I think that's yeah. kind of what we've done. You know, with Adventure, we went on the road, we empower and educate independent artists. But then again, we're dealing with genre of, of artists and rap that are not coming from home from Harvard. They're coming home from the penitentiary or from the county jail, yeah. and they sit in front of you with the Versace belt, the new Gucci jacket, the hat, but they're not willing to spend three hundred dollars on themselves. They're not willing to. I gotta. I gotta do what? I gotta. I gotta. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. a difficult to get them to understand that independent means you put the bag on yourself. Yeah. You. You know what I'm saying? Now you. You're not just worried about rapping. Now, guess what? Do you know what I had to do to get distribution to come up? How many records, how much money I spent? 
you got to find the universal, put I, my I records think, all, in, in all the stores. I think what you're highlighting though is not everybody's willing to put in that work though. Like not everybody's willing to, to be to be the the to run the business that is what it means to be an artist now, like an independent artist. Because you're describing you you had the work ethic and and the know how to be like you know what. I'm I'm gonna be an artist, but I'm also gonna be a businessman business on the side. Well, to, but, I mean, but I, you I have to learn. I had to learn the business at a moment because I seen so much bullshit. I learned how to read contracts. I learned a lot of, and I always try to pass on that knowledge to the younger kids, and especially today. Today's a lot more challenging because back then, man, I dropped Pana Pana. That Kevola album was such a classic. I wrote out for three years with that album, touring, doing whatever. Now, you can't do that. If, if obviously I'm not at the height, if I if, if say if I was the height of these guys, you got to be like Bad Bunny. You're gonna have to drop three albums. You're gonna have to do I Noel and Osuna come together, drop an album, and then turn around and drop their own. Like you got to put a lot of work in. Me myself, I think last year I put a ton of work in to get ready for this album. I got a ton of other things that I'm working on now. Um, especially I have a dope. I have a book. That I'm 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 finishing up called 16 lessons La Formula 16 lessons, so I got the uh, the English and Spanish done the audio book English and Spanish I'm working on the animation series, so I continue to 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 drop projects I'm gonna help Richie Richie's dropping his project I'm helping I'm still doing a ton of featurings, but I'm just kind of just you know this year is more focused on uh, keep pushing my. Uh, my uh my the clothing line you know i have these new bubble jackets i'm about to drop i'm only dropping doing 24 eight of each color no that Cuban trying... connection gear is fly though man stay right here i'm gonna show you something that no one's seen yet let's go and i'm gonna show you so this is inspired by my buffalo bills but there's a bubble coaster that's coming hey. out you see how no, dope it is you know what i'm saying so this is, these are things that are going to be coming out soon you know, boom. I'm connection, Bob. So I'm only doing eight. I'm only doing eight of these and then the I classic like blue, all black. And then the classic all black. Let's go. I like these, the blue. These are the samples. I got samples here that I'm finishing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I got, I got, I didn't put, because I put so much time, I'm going to put more time into that. Sometimes when you're doing uh, so much, but I get a great, great response off of the Cuban Connection gear. And uh, and um, nice and it's stuff. about staying staying on top of creative, but definitely that book. I think I'm going on a motivational tour once all the COVID shit goes out. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I was putting together something called Soy Dueño, which is also a, a tour to empower and educate independent artists to let them know, hey, if I ask you about your music, you should say, Yo soy el dueño, soy dueño. You feel me? And I think propiedad intelectual, intellectual property, words that artists need to start learning and understanding. Because I'm gonna give you numbers, just facts. There's 22 million independent artists in the United States. Less than one percent will ever sign a major record deal. So if you know numbers, less than one percent, that means there's 21 million, about 900 something thousand people that will never sign a deal. Never. What do they do with their dream of being an artist or having their music heard? And there's two things artists want: they want to be seen and heard. Well, now, in today, you can get. You know, for adventures, you got to pay a fee. United Masters is free. DistroKid is free. There's free distribution to be heard. So, I mean, people can hear your music on Spotify, Apple Music, all the platforms. 
Spotify is like Walmart, right? If I told you, hey, you do hats? Oh, you do beanie hats? Would you like to get your beanie hats in Walmart? You'd be like, cha-ching, I got to find a manufacturer because Walmart's about to order 10,000 hats. Right? How do I get them? So, you know, you the good thing about digital music now, you don't have to create CDs, flyers, everything's digital. You know, and upfront costs as much. You easier. have YouTube. You shoot a video. You could be seen on YouTube with your video. So now you can be heard and you could be seen for free. You just got to put in the time and the effort. So I, I think that today you're in a different era of being an artist and even us being able to have this interview. I never say no to no interviews. I never check whether you have 10 million followers or you don't. My whole thing is, oh, they're Latinos. They're from the Heights. It's love. Let's do it. Let's put it out there. And that's, that's, I think that's the level, we're such at the beginning level of Latinos in this game, even though Bad Bunny's gotten here and there, I'm telling you, where we're going is going to go super, super fast. I feel that. And, yo, we appreciate you coming on, too. We got, Rick got a couple of segments that I know he, I know he's dying. I can see the look in his face. Nah. He wants to do, look, he, he's we, reading the segments. I can see it, look. I, Tell me, yeah, what you want to do? I'm producing a whole bunch of things at the same time. Um. <laughs> I still want to talk about the the Cuban Connection record. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned Ella, which is one of my favorite tracks. Ella, yeah, Ella, Ella. Ella, you Americano is something that every single Latino could relate to. Yeah, that's a dope record. That's what triggered Mike and Richie. Babaluaye, um, Richie's on that. Uh, the one with Torres is... Yo Quiero Volar. Yo Quiero Volar. Yeah, Richie's um, on there too, spitting a verse. Richie's on, on the whole album. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, like one of the reasons I did this album too is to showcase a lot of Richie's talent as a producer and an artist. And, and uh, Donde Quiera that you did with Richie and uh, Rosana Iglesias, that record is incredible. Yeah, that's a dope record too, video, everything. Yes, yes, I agree. I, I, I the entire, well, I'm Dominican. My wife's Cuban. My son is Cuban, Puerto Rican, and Dominican now. So he had right. all three islands together. Right, right. But I, I was telling Torres this. It has that Miami feel, that 305 feel, but it also has a Latino feel to it, too. Yes, yes, yes. And it's hip-hop. There's certain artists, like, you were at that crossroads when, you know, Don Omar came out, uh, Daddy Yankee came out. We had Reynolds on the show the first episode of the season. Reynolds was at that same doorstep where he was doing hip-hop. He's Dominican from the Heights. And labels were telling him, you should do a reggaeton record or you should do a reggae record. Or, you should do this. You should do that. And he chose not to. And he chose to continue making music. Pitbull was at that same venture and he took it a different route. Um, but I feel and it was like, successful for him. And it, it was. Out for him, God it bless him. Yeah. But I feel like you and Reynolds stuck to your, your guns. Like you, you wanted to do hip hop music. This is what you got into the game to make. But you also, also I, I also understood the business, and I understood, I understood since I owned my masters and that was my formula. Mm -hmm. I understood it was my brand. Yeah. You thought of Don Dinero, you thought of Latin hip hop. If I distorted yeah. my brand, I wouldn't be sitting here you today with the longevity or the respect. I would, you understand? I would yeah. it, trust me. So it took, you know, I since I understood I own my intellectual property, I knew I would take a hit now. But even to this day. My biggest songs that I make the most money maker is Pana Pana and Desahogo. And that's 2002. That's almost 20 years ago, right? 
So mm-hmm. that's ownership. That you have a record that you did 20 years ago, still making more money than the records you did today. Like those are classics. I own the but same I think with this record. one. This I think with this one. No, again, this from the album music. that I think this album. No, the album is... doing great. The numbers are doing great. But what I tell you is, what happens is, when I get new fans that listen to this, they go yeah. listen to Panama and they go back. Yeah. yeah, right. So you know, it's it's part of that, and that's part of ownership. Also, catalog. You go to Spotify, and you're gonna see a ton of records, a ton of albums. Mm-hmm. That's why guys have to build that catalog. I would tell everyone to build their catalog. I would tell young artists to try to drop one, two albums a year. In 10 years, you have 20 albums building your catalog, right? Um, if, 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 you know, what happened to Cardi B, you know, I had, I, I, I was involved in a lot of the stuff with CJ now in the Whoopty with my man, uh, uh, James, James Cruz and, and that. And I seen, you know, guys like CJ, Cardi B, that, you know, that's God touching you. You know, sometimes you get the right record, you're at the right spot, everything lines up, you know. James Cruz happened to be CJ's uncle, right? Yeah. That's, that's, you understand? And he's, he can go to two or three DJs and say, boom, that has to be like everything lines up, right? That's that 1%, 1% out of 22 million. For sure. That's like Lotto. How many people you know play the Lotto? Everybody. How many people you know won the Lotto? No fucking Not too many. <laughs> yeah, everything just aligns that, that, that perfect, like you said, like, like for Cardi, that record that or uh, the Bodak Yellow. Bodak Yellow. I didn't think it was just would... like come on, whoopty, same thing. Like whoopty, it's just whoopty. records that God puts their hands on and you go. That fweet that boom, now what? So uh the uh young MA had that one record, ooh, or whatever yeah. it was, right? So what I'm trying to tell you is that that's the way this business is. It's always been that way. Now it's even easier because of the internet. So not but everyone wants that. So they put out a record. They think it's gonna blow, it doesn't blow, and then they like, ah, put out another one, put out another one, put out another one. Don't stop. You think it's gonna be difficult for CJ to drop? I mean, he just dropped, he's gonna drop Bop. No, he but just after, dropped Bop now, it's yeah. like a million hits. I, again, I don't know, you're using words as difficult as that. Again, are the people, if the same amount of people that gravitated to Whoopty gravitate to this, He'll be straight. It's too early to tell. Let's see if yeah, Bob like, takes off. Yeah. It's a dope record, though. It's a good record. It's not a bad record. Feel me? But we're like, going to see what the people say. It's because like when Bodak Yellow came out, I didn't think Cardi was... I was like, ah, that's her yo, one. It's like the story. Like, she proved me wrong. Yo, it's like 6 9 too, bro, to be honest. Yeah, that, 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 yeah I mean, everyone has their journey and their story, and everyone is totally different on how they make it. Yeah. You can't... You can't predict the next one you could just keep trying the, the music game is crazy some of them look at the kids who did that record uh that cowboy record two years ago that blew oh, up little, little Nas X. and then he's nowhere to be found right now little nowhere <laughs> x little nowhere x right and he yeah. had the biggest record in the world so yeah. you know this this game is 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 it's a game, my brother, right? Some people hurt their knees, their ankles. Some people do Tom Brady and go to 10 Super Bowls, right? That's Kanye West. That's uh, uh, Drake. Drake is the GOAT right now, Tom Brady, you know? Jay-Z flipped his hip-hop business into, made himself a mogul, yeah. a businessman, right? Hip-hop has saved so many lives. Managers, look at you guys with your own radio show and TV show and podcast with, with through hip-hop, use, yeah. utilizing the content of hip-hop. So I think at the end of the day, that's what I'm most grateful for, where, where um, I came in as a lad hip-hop artist, always hope the hip-hop flag 
I love reggaeton, just like I love bachata, just like I love merengue, just like I love salsa, just like I love dembo. But when you ask, what do I pr prefer to create my music on is uh, hip hop. Now I've done, you know, features here and there and depending on the beat and the artist, I'll get on it. But, um, you know, I'm going to continue to do my part and, uh, you know, you know, I have a production deal with Rock Nation. I do a lot of things with other people. I'm building management. So I'm going to continue to, to, to console and, and try to help artists make their dreams come true. Now, uh, congratulations on Cuban Connection. Thank you. Because uh, that's a classic. That's I don't like to use that word too often. It's a good, yeah. It heightens the expectations to other people, but to me, it's, it's, it's up there. No, nah, I mean, I appreciate that you really felt that way. I, I, again, if you listen to a lot of my music, I think I've always created uh, uh, albums that have concepts, meanings. Every song has a tear. How I even line them up to nine, how I give them to you is a certain way to build up. Um, and again, I appreciate in the world that's so much content that you couldn't want to continue to listen to that type of content. And it's, and it's like music for your soul. It has soul in it too. You know, it's, Soulful, it's different. It opens your eyes to other artists, Benny Bermuda. Oh, yes, yes. <clears throat> Richie, I thought Richie, I I heard the album about three or four times, and I sent Richie a message like, yo, now, I we, love we the work that you put in this album. Yeah, man, that's why you got to interview him. That's why I do it. I do things like that for you guys to see the talent that's out there. You know, Richie has so much love and respect for me because he's like, man, no one's ever tried. And I'm like, listen, you know, I, I, I wish I was puffy and I was in a position with these major labels to go out there but I'm like fuck I really don't want you to sign a major label deal I want you to go through this route so you can learn the business and uh, you know because so, that, that's kind of because I know at the end of the day if a major label came right now guess what they're going to want they're going to want to own his intellectual property right? so he's going to have to make a deal for a check he might need that check and I'm going to be like right, you know, as long as you know what you're giving up right because the reason artists feel robbed is because they didn't know they gave up all their rights yeah, they gave at least, up their at least you can make an informed decision about it. You could, you or could you can negotiate it. certain terms of the deal, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, but now nah, Richie's talented. There's a lot of talented guys. I'm really glad you guys listened to this album and broke it down. That's dope. So we got a couple segments we're gonna run through right now. I think uh, right. let's do this or that first. Um, so this is about hip hop, the Cuban culture. Uh, let's go with the first one, Justin. Now, can you see Justin's screen? Um, I see you. Let me I pin. Yeah, let me pin. Do you see him? No, no. Do you pin? Do you see him now? He's the main. He should be the main screen now. No, you're still the main screen. All right. So the first one says Miami or New York. Okay, me. I have to say Miami. Miami, Miami over New York. Give us a reason why. The weather. The weather. The weather's the only reason, the beach, <laughs> vacation. You know, I love New York. I love New York, but when, come on, let's be honest. How many guys, why is Miami Miami? Because everyone from New York says, I'm moving to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> so I, didn't, I ain't the only one, but you know, I ain't gonna lie. I've been in Miami since 1975. So wow. many years. No, but half of New York is definitely down there. Like half of New York. Most of yeah, New York. So. Memorial Day and Labor Day. That's yeah, but a lot of people move out there because it's a different vibe. Right? Miami definitely over New York. So let's go with the next one, Justin. Oh, this is uh, Cohibas slash tobacco or rum. 
Well, you know what I mean? When you say Cohibas, bro, if I show you <laughs> the bars that I have. So look, tobacco, tobacco is wrong. Look, Cohiba. Ooh, okay. And these are Splendidos. Um, I have, I got Romeo and Juliet. I got, oh. um, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I do with cigars. I got Romeo, this is Romeo and Juliet. Monte so you, Cristo. Monte you, you go with the Monte Cristo. You will go with the uh, cigars. Yeah, I will go with cigars rum. over the rum, definitely. Let's go. Me too. I think I'll do definitely cigars over the rum. Which was okay. So, uh, football or basketball? You know this football one. all day. Football, football. I got a picture of the Bills there in the Miami Heat. Football, football. All day. <laughs> I'm actually a Laker fan. Lakers. Oh, yeah, because you had the Magic jersey on. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest one year to day. Kobe, yeah. One year to day. Uh, oh, man. This, this is going to be hard. Caldo Gallego or Ropa Vieja? No, Ropa Vieja. My grandma used to do that all the time. <laughs> Ropa Vieja. Ropa Vieja. Ropa Vieja. Ropa Vieja. Yeah, I never had Caldo, Caldo Gallego. You never had Caldo Gallego? Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Ropa Vieja, I've had a bunch of times. Oh, of course. Yeah. Ropa Vieja is... That's my favorite. Well, one let's, of my favorites. Let's go to the next one, Justin. Last one. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's well, the, the last one is supposed to be Latin trap or hip hop. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's the same thing. I mean, you know, Latin trap is hip hop. It's just, you yeah. know, it's a, it's it's a trap sound. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I would have to always say hip hop, but. It's not, there's no different, you know, because when you listen to a Latin trap song, it's a hip hop record. Yep. So let's go I feel, to. I feel like uh, that about Latin trap. I feel like it's a subgenre of hip hop. Like it belongs inside hip hop. When you say Latin trap, you're just saying production. Yeah. It has trap music production and they're spitting in Spanish. That's it, you know. So let's go to distorted photos. These are five images from your career. Um, that we have distorted. Oh, uh, Justin, I think you might have to talk because it won't show up unless you talk. All right, first one. Fuck if I know that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's, shit. that's not distorted. You can't even see shit. <laughs> distorted is distorted. Gotta, that's like... You got to think about the colors that you see right there. <laughs> I see gold and black in that, but I would, for me to remember what the hell was gold and black, I don't know. What is it? I don't even know what picture. Uh, well, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. That's, um, I think Premio Lo Nuestro years back. Yeah. yeah. You still got the hat? Nah, bro. That was some stuff we did for Black Royal, and then I had that diamond razor blade. And the I black world chain. Yeah, I used to, you know, I used to do my thing. I used to walk. I was the only rapper in the Black red carpet. Classic back then. Good, bro. I was the only rapper in the red carpet back then. They used to thought I was crazy, bro. <laughs> I show up with all my boys that give me four tickets. I got dudes who just came home from prison walking red carpets. They thought I was nuts. I was crazy back then. <laughs> I was. Let's go to the next image, Justin. Yeah, how do you expect me? Look, yo, you guys are the worst. <laughs> What the fuck am I supposed to come up? This is if I had money here, I'd be broke right now. Uh, um, I'm trying okay, to they went in blue. I'm gonna take a guess. Fuck, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I would have never guessed the other one. So this was you, blue. 
I distorted this image, and I don't know which one this is right exactly. now. Exactly. I don't know what you're doing with these. Like, I feel like, oh. Yeah, look at this shit. There's no way. How do you come up with that one? <laughs> this is from uh, Plugging Cuba. From the video shoot for Plugging mm -hmm. Cuba, yeah, with Benny. Benny's a dope guy right there. Dope ass artist. That's a great video, by the way. It's a nice little uh, Yeah, I mean, I think you've seen, I don't know if you've seen both versions, but it's a movie version. I and saw the movie version. version. Yeah, that's the one I saw. I, I didn't see. I saw the movie version, the extended one. That's why I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that. And just to do something different, it took me four days video shoot. cost more money, but I think at the end of the day, it's worth it. And since I own it, right, the important thing is, yeah. I think we could even do a movie called Plug in Cuba. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think yeah. that's, that's, that's what's dope. That's a short film that you guys did. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That's what I did. I did a short film. I think it's film. like five, six minutes long. The, the yeah, it's about six like, minutes long. Yeah. I took a two-minute video, turned it into a six-minute mini-movie is what yeah. I did. What's the uh, next image, Justin? I think this one will be a lot easier. This, oh, this, I think the cover of my album, I would say. Let's go. Uh, let's distort. Let's undistort this photo. Oh, the cover of my album. Look, I'm yeah. Okay, well, I got one. I got one, homeboy. Let's go with the, uh, what's this, the fourth one? Oh. Ah, that's me, Pavalua, yes, standing in front of us in the, in the, in the little gift shop next to the St. Lazarus uh, church. Cool. Yeah. The yeah, cake. That, one, that one was easier, bro. Those are better like that. The other <laughs> <one was> better. <laughs> like, what the At fuck? least you can see an image of this. Fuck, you wanted me to, that was, this is distorted. The other one was you're not getting it. That cape is custom made, right? Correct. Yeah, actually, the, the I have it. Yo, that's some fly shit, bro. Actually, I have it in the bag there because I just made some moves in the office. I have it in the bag there, and yeah, I bought it custom made. Made they made it. it cost me like three hundred fifty bucks to make it by hand. It must be heavy. That shit is fly. It's dope too. It's dope. I did a tribute for Saint Lazarus. You know, I, I think that uh, you know he always. Again, I, I'm a Babalao, so I, I respect certain energies and saints. So St. Lazarus yeah. is someone I respect a lot. That's real, bro. And just coincidentally, the Lakers had 17 championships, and you had the 17 on the hat, and his day is December 17th. Everything lined up, my brothers. You got it. See, those are codes that I put. Those are like Illuminati. It's not for everyone. You got to catch that. But so, what you don't understand is in that hat, if yeah. I could find that hat, that hat is somewhere here. That hat. It has every year that the Lakers won a chip. Yeah, every year. That's how that's 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 how that seventeen is constructed with the years of when they won the championship. So, and the Lakers won their seventeen champion this year. So twenty twenty. Uh huh. This photo, I think you could kind of make out. Uh, it has an American flag, so I'm assuming it's. I don't know. Me, maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Let's undistort this one. Yeah, yeah. I Me, mean, you know, I'm a veteran, but the young, young yeah. dog and never. Uh, You've uh, you know, you lived US, in a U.S. Army veteran, man, proud. You know, I served my country early. Yo, that's High amazing. school football, Army I was veteran. active duty during uh, the uh, the first Iraq war in 89. And, um, you know, that I, I, I got so many of those things that got engraved in me throughout my life. Mm -hmm. I still get up every day at a certain time in the morning. I make my bed. I have to. So just, just certain things that I do because of my military background that I, I, I thank for that training. It gave me a lot of discipline that I needed at the time. And I try to instill that in my kids also. Yo, that's amazing. You lived a fucking crazy life, bro. 
Yeah. Man, if I tell you all the shit, yo. (laughs) We need a don't biopic. We need a don't laugh. I come home from the military, and like a year and a half later, I get locked up. They give me 10 years. For you know, I was yeah, you yeah. know, I was I was doing yeah. stuff and shit. You know, I was doing what I was supposed to they gave me and because of me going to prison, I started rapping. And without that, I don't become Don Danero. Ain't that some shit? Oh, I got a story yeah. for you, bro. That's uh <laughs> bro. We gotta write that script. That's nah, a... listen, I, I'm looking for a script, but I want to tell you my partner, my my again, my partner and mentor Chris God, he's like, yo, you gotta do a movie about your life. Uh, yo, it's crazy, it's a dope. You know, think about it. I decide to do that, I start doing Spanish rap. I put an album together and I blow open an entire market. You have to understand that my music didn't even fit the programming and I got put onto, no, listen, it's bananas, bro. You know, all my kids have accomplished though. Cause I, I, again, I'm more, more me. I'm a fan of my kids, bro. You know, like when you really, yeah. I, you know, life, you have to sacrifice. Uh, uh, I, I, everything in life has a reason. And, you know, and yo, know, my kids are so great. All of them, you feel me? And I also have three grandkids that I love that I, I'm going to start raising the other two that are in Texas uh, in a year or two when I'm done with my son. So really, my family is everything. And even being independent gives me that, that, for example, ask anybody. You can't book a show with me September, October, November. You can't book no shows. You know why? On the weekends, I'm watching high school and college football because my kids play. I'm not missing a game. Yeah. There's no dollar amount when they look in the stands and they see their father. There's no dollar amount because there's only a limited time of games. Now, if they get to play in the NFL, great. They keep playing. But once it's done, it's done, right? So there's just <clears> things that even time with my – I have my, my 19-year-old here. He's, he didn't go away to college. He's doing homeschooling in college, and he's a Bills fan. He's been a Bills fan since he was little. Now he's 19. He can talk shit because they're winning. But the moments that we spend watching the game – you can't get those back, uh-huh. right? So, you know, to me, life, as I gotten older, I started to realize that life is a series of moments. These moments right now, we hyped it up for a week. You were saying I'm coming on the show, but this yeah. is the only moment that counts. Then it's going to go by. Hopefully the words and the things I say resonate and stay with people and they can apply it in their lives, right? Life is a never-ending journey of struggle. You know, as much as I could tell you, I could give you advice and tell you I know the truth is we don't, none of us know shit. We're just trying shit. And I've probably failed more times than most people have tried. That's what just makes me a little bit different than other people, you know? But life is a beautiful journey, man. And whatever you decide to do, just do it with love and respect and, and go hard and, and your dreams will come true. I was watching uh, before we did our episode, uh, I do my homework. I watch interviews that you've done before. There was one interview where you did, I forgot the DJ's name. Uh, it's an internet radio show um, from Florida. And he was telling you that he had a heart attack a year before and you was just dropping gems on basic things that he can do to get healthy. And you also brought up not only being healthy, but being happy. Happy is something that nothing makes you happy. You said this in the same interview. You're like, you could be, all your dreams could come true, but if you're not happy, What's that going to do? And, and look, we mentioned on Noel and these guys, they reached the pinnacle. <clears throat> yeah. And they realized that didn't bring happiness. Because you know what happiness is? is a choice of you getting up every day. And regardless of what you have, you're grateful and you're happy. And then you're grinding, right? You're not sitting there mad because this guy who's grinding got more than you. There's a reason why. So it's about attitude and energy, you know what I'm saying? And understanding that there's days that you're going to feel sad. Mm-hmm. Something could happen in your life. How do you snap out of it? 
it's all everything is energy and choices that we make. You know, life is a series of choices and decisions that we make. And some of us make mistakes and those mistakes cost us dearly. You know, guys have, they love their wives. They've never cheated. All of a sudden they meet this girl, one thing they cheat and it costs them their family, their kids, their house, and they never ever recover because they still dwell on the mistake not knowing that maybe this was something bigger and better is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Life has to be that way. You put your mind and soul for everything. You go get, try to get the job. They don't give it to you. You have two choices. You can throw yourself on the ground and say, what was me? No one gives a fuck. You know why? Everyone has their own problems. Or you can say, you know something? It must mean that something bigger and better is coming for me, right? If you're always looking for, if you're expecting great things to show up in your life, guess what has to show up? Great things, my brother. Mm-hmm. Life is actually what the fuck you say it is. You know, in the book that I'm coming out, 16 Lessons, the formula, it's just a formula to kind of make you understand, you know, certain things that I say, like you, you hear sometimes people are home chilling in their house. They get a phone call from their homeboy to go to this party that they don't know about. Next year, they go, boom, boom, boom. You know, he gets shot, they're in an accident or something. I say some of those things in the book. Don't go where you're not invited. Don't go to certain places. Like there's just certain formulas for you to live a long, fruitful life that are kind of secret sauce things that have to do with philosophy and Ifa. And and I think that my journey, more than just music, more than just do giving you a dope album, mm-hmm. is to kind of give this uh this wisdom that I have um and to pass it along to to as many people as I can to say, hey, happiness is a choice. Your life is what you say it is. You can't blame the circumstances. You can't blame anybody. But, you know, there's four phases. You know, you have to be happy mentally, physically, spiritually. You know, um, a lot of people aren't happy with their bodies, but they're not trying to do anything about it. A lot of people are not happy with their finances, but they're not doing anything about it. So I choose happy over sad, and I choose, choose grind over complaining. If you can do that, I guarantee you. I mean, there's, there's money to remain in. In the shirt, we're just saying grind over those two things. In said. the shirt, in your mind, but you yeah. have to apply it. You know, you know. Yeah. The worst thing is is to have the knowledge and, and not apply it. Like that you Bronx know, Tale uh, saying, uh, "The worst thing in life is a waste of time." You know, I I I've gone into people's lives and I see they have a bunch of things, and they, and and then when you see their lives, they're miserable, and they have all the money in the world, or they have great job and and they're miserable. And then you start realizing, damn, they chose to be miserable because they choose to wake up every day and look at the board of all the things we don't have. See, if you check all the things you have, yo, I'm happy. Ah, my mom is good. My dad, the people you love, my kids, my... Remember, we have kids. The beautiful thing about kids is they also have dreams that they're trying to make. Yeah. So I always tell, you know, I always tell the forces or the powers or the energies or the universe that I deal with that if I have a dream or something that I want that, that 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 I want to accomplish, and there's only one dream you can give out, give it to one of my kids. Don't give it to me. I already have. I've I've, I've achieved a lot in my life. I'm okay. I can. You understand? So if you do have kids, I don't know if you guys have kids or yeah. sometimes when you don't have kids, it's a lot easier to go through life. You're more selfish. But when you do, you start realizing. Little little Billy wants to be a baseball player, and I gotta buy a glove, a bat put them on a team. Now you got to support that dream. Now it's not just yeah. about your dream. Your dream. His dream. Your wife has, or your girlfriend has a dream. Your brother has a dream. 
guess what? We all have somewhere we want to go. Mm-hmm. And we utilize each other to get there. I say that in my book. We all need each other to survive. Yeah, it was a team. Mm-hmm. That's the world. That's the universe. Imagine you going to as an artist to perform and there's no one there. That's COVID, right? There's that's why they're not having shows in the middle of COVID because no one's gonna show up. Sure. <laughs> so without people, without audience, without each other, right now you're live. You have a YouTube audience. You have people listening. Without that interaction, you have nothing. Exactly. Right, and that's the understanding that we all need each other. Right. Everyone wants to be gangster, be mean, but all that really comes from a place of envy, hate. People beat you up, fucked you up, or did things to you. You know, you heard that someone got shot or killed. So there's a lot of anger and hate out there in the world, my brother, but there's also love. There's loyalty, there's respect. You got to look for it, find it. You're not going to find it in everyone. You know, me, I'm a type of person, but because the way I think and the way I do, I'm alone. I be with my kids. I don't have a ton of friends. The the people I deal with are, are minimal, even though I do deal with a lot of people. Uh, when I go out or when I go to seminars or I go out on tour or whatever, but I start to understand that everyone has a journey. You, you, you're going somewhere. You know, we all kind of joined today and now we're going to keep it moving. Mm. My music, you might listen to my words on a daily basis through my music, but at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility to get to where we want to get. We all have a destiny. I say that in my book, we all have a destiny to fulfill. And what you don't know is that you don't you don't know what your destiny is. That's why you choose your lifetime to to find it. And when, some people find it early. You know, LeBron James found his passion early, which was basketball. I don't think that's his destiny. I think kind of like Kobe got taken away from us. They're going to do a lot more when they're away from the game. Mm-hmm. And, and all right. so we all have a journey. We all have something we want to do. Most people look at music because everyone wants to. Who doesn't want to be famous, bro? There's a price to pay for fame, though. Yeah. And that's the world we live in. We world, we live in a world of likes and comments. The more likes, the more yeah. followers, the blue check, the art. Everyone wants to be certified, street certified, this certified, right? So yeah. those are the pressures of the world we're living in and, and our kids are living in, you know what I'm saying? So social media has really made us antisocial. Yeah, you know, people, people, you know, they break up with texts. They tell you, you know, what I'm saying, no one does face to face anymore. No more so, dear John letters. But I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and complain and tell you it's a worse world. It's actually a better world. Mm-hmm. You know, we can communicate like this. All three of us right now, we would have never been able to do this ten years ago. Sure. No, you're in Miami. Crazy is in the Bronx. I'm in Queens. No, I'm not in Miami. You know, even though Jersey, I love Jersey. Miami. Oh, you're in, you're in live, Jersey right now. I live in Jersey. I live okay. in Jersey. I live in Jersey because I'm always in New York. I was out there the other day, actually. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? But um, but definitely, my guys, you know, music is an extension of who we are, but we got to use those platforms to to do more with our lives and create more. And, and nah, I'm right where I want to be. I, I'm blessed where I'm at in my life, and I continue to build. We appreciate the fact that, you, that, that it, it, you've taken that journey. Like, you took us through that journey that your life is taken now. I feel like we, we got to see kind of the fact that this is the, like a, an, an evolution too. You know, like you went from being an artist and a businessman to now being able to take that business and teach other young artists and bring them up. Give back. And, yeah. highlight, their, and highlight their skills. I feel like we, we really appreciate dudes like you, um, especially Latino dudes um, coming into, you know, the, what, what the landscape is looking like now 
I feel like we need more OGs like that. Um, well, you know, I want you to understand that a lot of artists that are out there, um, even though they've been in the business for years, still don't really know the business. They just know they've been raped. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's artists that were with labels for 10, 15 years to say, hey, I'm free now, finally. So I just feel like, you know, it's, it's my responsibility to educate and empower because so many artists will not sign major deals. And I'm here to let them know no one's looking for you. No one will ever offer you a deal. Now what are you going to do with your music? You have you have platforms. You can keep creating. You can earn a living still doing what you love without being the most famous or the number one guy trending on Apple Music or whatever. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, Cuban Connection, the album, look, you love it. As long as you love it and... I think, you know, Plugging Cuba's probably at 100,000 streams now. I'm going to get my little numbers, and by the end of the year, I'll be at a million, maybe. But guess what? Everyone, the few people who did listen to it, love it, and that's what I'm proving. But we never know. One record could blow, and it takes off. That happens. The album goes to the stratosphere. But, I, you know, I'm prepared for, for whatever. But at the end of the day, I do it because I still love the art. And and we keep working, we keep grinding, and and that's what it's all about, my brother. You feel me? Appreciate you. Well, Don, I appreciate you taking the time to do this episode with us. Um, so, yeah. We usually do uh, three, two, one, but I'm gonna skip the three and two. And uh, what's one thing you're looking to accomplish in this year? Again, drop this book, bro. I'm finishing the animation. I'm, I'm looking forward to the book, by the way. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping by the by this first quarter, I'm done. You know, yeah. January, February, March is the first quarter, so hopefully by yeah. April, I'll be done with the animation. Because what I'm gonna do is then I have to make a business decision. Am I gonna put it out through distribution, where I put the audio book out through Spotify and everything else, mm. put the physical book out, and then put the animation series through YouTube. So when everything drops, you can go wherever you want to get the information. Mm-hmm. Or do I do a deal with a publishing company to give it a bigger splash? So I have to figure those things out. But what I'm doing is I'm creating everything so I have more leverage and I own all the intellectual property. So when I go to the meeting, I go with all my shit that I spend money on mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, how can we do business? So I don't know yet. It's a different world. Yeah. But, um, um, it's the same thing. It's owning intellectual property. Uh, I've been working on this now. I started this book writing in 2011. So we're going on 10 years now mm. since I started. And uh, it's a dope book, bro. It's a dope, dope. And then, you know, has the audio version with my voice in English and Spanish. The animation is dope. Um, and, um, and I think it's going to be something different. We're looking forward to it. As we talk right now, Plugin Cuba is at seven four four thousand. Yeah, so yeah. You might hit a million within a couple of weeks. Yeah, Again, up. you know, I, you know, you people have been telling me the numbers. I kind of do the work and just keep going forward. Yes. At times, I just I'll sit in my house for a day and and scroll through movies and try to get ideas of what's out there and figure out how I can apply it to uh, us as Latinos and 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 figure that out. So. I want to get into the movie and writing scripts and, and I oh, really want to get into the movie fit. aspect of it because that, every, movie that, has a, every movie has a soundtrack. You feel me? So, yeah. um, you know, so I, again, it's just about evolving as an artist, as a human being. I'm a, I'm a father first. My kids, I love. And just, you know, being blessed for another day and keep grinding. 
I want to thank you again for being on the show. Congrats on the album. Uh, pretty sure we're going to be linking up again. For sure. Uh, Richie will be on February 16th. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the book. I, honestly, yeah, if you if you just if you're watching this interview, go back and watch those other interviews with other people. Uh, he always drops little gems here and there. So, Spend knowledge. Uh, he dropped a bunch of knowledge on us today, bro. We got to put. We got a, a couple good just snippets. Again, I'm gonna tell both you guys: don't give up. Keep pushing. Appreciate the concept of the Rick Show is dope. Again, we all have a journey. We all have dreams. I just wanted to contribute. When someone asks me, man, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here and be able to use your platform you. or utilize your platform to give my message. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, like I always say, palante siempre, you know, um, don't give up on your dreams. If you work hard every day, you know, and uh, choose happy over sad, choose grind over complain. That's cool. <laughs> Yo, things start lining up, Papa. You feel me? Yeah. And when the guy's arguing over the water's half full, half empty, just grab the cup and drink the water and keep it moving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate oh, you. Again, Thank you again. God bless you guys. We'll, we'll you. God bless. Bye.